myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Start of a new week, another happy week, Joe. A 5-1 win against uh, Brentford at home. Uh, back-to-back wins, nine goals uh, for two conceded. Uh, a comprehensive win at home. We've been saying for a while that it was coming. Well, it came with a vengeance on Saturday, Joe. What did you make of that? Absolutely. I could have sworn somebody predicted it as well on the Amigos, but I can't think who it was. Well, um, they, definitely, they definitely did. And uh, I've got to apologise as well, because I cut you off in your prime. Um, I was in that much of a rush to get out of the food bank <laughs> event on Friday. And a big thank you to everybody who came. Um, yeah, brilliant brilliant to see people, including yourself, mate. But yeah, I forgot to do two tips there. And funnily enough, you know, I predicted all the scores exactly right this week. (laughs) Yes, I'm still a bit hoarse. Uh, I did a lot of shouting on Saturday. Um, What a day, wasn't it? Fantastic. And I think the contrast between what we watched the last home game and the atmosphere and and kind of the somberness um, in terms of that just absolute anniversary party, I guess we can call it, Steve. So, yeah, fantastic result. Um, It has been coming. Um, And you know what? They're a good side. And I think, I think, to be honest with you, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't seriously expecting us to stick five past them, Um, especially when they scored that goal, don't forget. And, and, And we were all looking at each other thinking, What's he put his flag up for? We couldn't see anybody that was offside. We thought we were 1-0 down. And then our old friend VAR came to save us. And of course, when you watch the goal on match of the day, yeah, I think it was Tony or, or one of their strikers was a mile offside in the build-up of the goal. And I think from that moment on, Steve, we never looked back. Um, Bruno Gomares was absolutely unplayable, wasn't he? They stood off him. He had all the time in the world. He looked, you know, he looked world class. They closed him down. He was flicking the ball over people. You know, um, I genuinely don't think they knew what to do with the lad. So I thought he, uh, you know, and this is saying summer, but for me, he had his best game in a black and white shirt. And if that's what's to come, what a footballer we've signed. Um, but not just him. I was megaly impressed with um, Joe Willock. I thought he had a fantastic game. Never stopped running. Uh, we were solid at the back. Unfortunate to give the penalty away. Um, and our mate scoring. Although his, his, sub, his, his celebration was a lot more subdued than it was last year when he was kissing his badge in front of the Gallagher. Um, but I'm trying, I won't let us concede a goal dampen that, Steve. Um, yes, we had a bit of a helping hand from their goalkeeper and, uh, you know, and, and their back four who, who were making some strange decisions at times but I think all he- all hats off to Eddie Howe um, you know they've taught there's been a lot in the press this week about intensity and I think those goals don't come about if we're not pro- if we're not pushing up if we're not putting people under pressure and we're not working our socks off so what a day fantastic what a weekend uh, we kicked it off on Friday night didn't we in the Irish Centre and I finished it about three o'clock this morning so yeah cracking weekend yeah, it was a brilliant weekend. And yeah, once again, thanks to everybody who made the time to come over to the Irish Centre. I think probably in total about 75, 80 people there and, you know, all together uh, throughout the night. Fantastic gathering of uh, NUFC matters. Uh, people, great to see some old friends and meet some new ones. And um, not sure what the final total was, but I know for a fact that the money that was raised was stuck in the bucket. So it will have been doubled uh, by uh, Jamie Rubin's kind gesture that continues into this season. 
Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed we'll have a total from uh, Mr. Hasty on Friday for that. But great stuff. And, uh, yeah, look forward to the next NUFC Matters get-together. Uh, question for Blue from Blue Rhythm Boys do you accept it's time for Bruno to have the Magic Hat song instead of Richie? Yes, I do. Uh, and I've even got on the um, online special shirt shows here, I've got Bruno on the back of all three shirts. So, yes, I'm quite happy wow. to, to pass the... Uh, Pass the mantle on now uh, to, to Bruno. Um, he's certainly um, a hell of a player. Okay, uh, we've got plenty of people queued up uh, tonight. Darren's first, Alan, then James, and then Barry, who's tuned in. So a little bit of a wait for Barry, but get Darren on. Good evening, Darren. Hello, boys. You're right. Good win on say, Sadder. Really great, mate. Oh. Great stuff. And I think you just heard what Joe had to say. I had my views um, yesterday, but hey, fantastic. What did you make of it, Darren? Yeah, well, we start off first five minutes, we start off good, and then for 10 minutes, went a bit pear shaped for, for a bit. We conceded the goal, looking like VAR, VAR help us out. But Sean Longstar give the ball away in midfield. And I'm not a fan of him, and he had a bad, he didn't play well. And Dan Byrne, it shows you Dan Byrne, done a left back. He get, he's too, he's, he kind of go attacking. I like the bloke, he works his socks off. But if you watch him, he's not a left back. Anyhow, you need to play target. You need to play it because you went missing a few in Dan Byrne. And the goal was harsh. If, like I said, like if um, if Arsenal didn't get a penalty, no, 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 how was Dan Byrne got a penalty? Do you know what I mean? The con inconsistency there. Hmm. Yeah, for me, uh, look, the, the penalty was discussed this morning by uh, Dermot Gallagher on his panel. Um, Dermot Gallagher thought it was a penalty. Everybody else said it wasn't. Um, it, it was crazy. It really was. And as for um, for Sean Longstaff, I mean, I saw you on Saturday and and, and I know you're not much of a Longstaff fan. I, I've got to be honest, pre-match, my, my prediction was two changes. And I think we discussed this last week, Darren, as well. Um, I felt that he would probably play Matt Target at left-back and I thought he would bring ESM straight in. He didn't. He kept for an unchanged team. And, and, and he was proved to be correct again. Um, but I know where you're coming from with Dan Byrne. But it's interesting. Uh, and this is what makes football interesting. Lots of people have got different opinions. Um, you know, the, the after-match uh, crack with, with the people who I know were, you know, were, were exactly the same. Uh, we're going to Man U next week. He's got to change it. But we've just won two games. 5-1, five, 4-1. Five, one, one. How do you change it? your winning team? That's a thing. You, it's yeah. hard to change your winning team because he's... He's got momentum going and if you change the team, does he upset people? That's, mm. It's a great problem to have. But I'll tell you what was inter interesting, and Steve Middlemas has brought this in. He says, do you think we need another quality right back to cover Trippier, given crafters out for the season, also people can fill in, but not ideal. Now, Joe, it was interesting, he brought on uh, Target towards the end of the game and he took mm. Trippier off and he put Target right, right. back. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm really glad all day I've been thinking, don't go on that show tonight and slap Dan Burn off and Sean Longstaff. So, Darren, God bless you, mate. Thank you for doing that on my behalf. Um, yeah, it, 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 Darren's, um, Darren's dead right. I, I thought Dan Burn was, was, was caught wanting a little bit, uh, particularly with a couple of balls in behind and bless him. Sometimes it was like turning the turning the Titanic, wasn't it? Um, so, yeah, I agree. My target is our left back and arguably my target should be playing at left back. Um, in terms of the question around Trippier, yeah, I... Because I guess for me, who else would play there? So we can't rely on Emil Kraft. Um, you know, does Jamal Lewis have a right foot? Does my target have a right foot? 
do we need to be doing that or do we need to think about bringing somebody in? Um, you know, January transfer window's not a million miles away, is it? So I think you're right. I think there's still a couple of positions on that pitch that you think we might be a little bit light. Um, is it time for someone like Jacob Murphy? Could he could he step back one and, and kind of play it right back? I don't know, but you're in danger of putting square pegs in round holes, aren't you? So, yeah, I think we definitely need to think about some cover. Okay, Grace, you have any other points that you want to make, Darren? No, like I say, like I, say I think Bruno was just, he's just, a diff, he's just a different level. He works his socks off and like, when he got subbed off, the full, the full ground would stand up for him and give him a good clap. Yeah. And after that, he's just giving you a contract, I would say, time down longer because he's just, he's just unbelievable. He works hard, he's passing the ball. But no, I'm buzzing with the with the victory, and I like I like I like have the other lads on as well. Yeah, yeah, Man United though coming up. Let's let's. What's your thoughts on that? Um, because I watched them yesterday. Um, they didn't play too badly. Um, they've got a hell of a squad. We know that they're just not clicking uh, all the time at the moment. Um, it's not a happy hunting ground for Newcastle. How do you see that going, Darren? Well, we've got down full of confidence. How doesn't how's not a how doesn't like to sit back? So he likes to. Like, have a go of Can play with the way you've been playing. Just have a go of them. But now, mm-hmm. what the worst can happen? We're going to lose or, or a draw. Can have a go. Can I, can I tackle them from the start? And yeah. Get at them. That's, that's my opinion. I'm, yeah, as you know, I'm going down on on earth. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to be first away again the season. So I'm looking forward. it. But can have a go. Just attack them. Enjoy it, man. It's a great listen. Win, lose, or draw. It's always a great trip. I've yeah. I've given my ticket up, uh, ticket up to one of the lads who uh, is desperate to go, and uh, I'm going to do a match day live um, next. I'm never well, seen. I would have done that <laughs> on on Sunday at one thirty. So um, yeah, that's uh, that that's for me. Just a, a good opportunity for me to do a little bit of work round house. I've got a I've got a script to learn as well, which is uh, taking up a bit of time. But yeah, listen, you enjoy it. Thanks for calling in. Look forward to hearing mm-hmm. uh, your match report next Monday. Then Darren, <laughs> I will do it. Cheers, boys. Thank you. Take care, yeah, mate. It's always good to have uh, Darren on. You know, becoming a bit of a regular on the show, and uh, always good to see him in the dog and parrot as well. Uh, yeah, so Match Day Live is going ahead on Sunday. Um, I will be on with a panel of Newcastle United uh, supporters, just confirming that now. So if you want to join us um, and uh, watch the match, uh, however you're going to watch it, and get our commentary, Match Day Live, one thirty. This Sunday, set a reminder. I'll stick the link up very soon. Okay, we're going to bring in Alan. How are you, mate? Great, lads. Great. Uh, great result, lads. But was it a great performance? I don't think so, lads. I must be the most unhappiest jury going up the 5 1 <laughs> victory. I'm harsh, lads. I'm harsh. I thought Pope wasn't sure about them in the second half distribution. I'm very harsh. I must be turning it with Victor Meldo lads. Um, Burn, yes, too, he was out done a few times. A quality winger. Got to get a better fullback. Burn, centre-half, no problem. I echo a lot what Darren said, to be fair. Um, Short and Botman, closest Botman going forward. He's got their get experience. But again, I just... I was... Uh, I was just unsure about our defence on Saturday, lads. The first five minutes, like Dan said, the offside goal, um, I know, but I just generally thought three of their goals were gifted to us out of the five. Uh, I didn't think 
you know, I come out the ground and thought, right, I'll watch the Man United game. And I actually thought Man United played very well, Steve, away at Everton. And from seesawing, thinking full of confidence against Man U, I'm back to being trepidation. Next three games, lads, will tell me if we're serious about finishing the top seven. Three tough games. I mean, I don't know about you, Steve. How many points would you accept? I think if we get six points out of these three games, then it's a tremendous return. Well, it's a great, it's a great question. We've got we've got Man United away on Sunday. Um, before the weekend's games, I would have just said Newcastle will go down, they'll give it a go, but they'll come away with nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Judging Newcastle on the last two performances and Manchester United on the last two performances, I'm going to say we're going to get a point down there at the weekend. Mm-hmm. So there's a point. Mm-hmm. Newcastle versus Everton at home on the Wednesday. I genuinely see Newcastle picking up all three points. I think we're too too strong for Everton at home um, and most teams at home, to be honest. And I I made a prediction on Saturday. I think we'll go the whole of the season unbeaten at home. And Sunday, the 23rd of October, against Tottenham away, um, I think that's the big banana skin. Yeah. Because Tottenham are the team that, uh, you know, the Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. They can they can whop a team 5-0 and they can lose 5-0. Yet yeah. they're always there or thereabouts. So that one's a big game. It's live on Sky. It's a Sunday game. Um, I think if they're going to get beat, it's going to be that one. But yeah. you know what? It all depends on what kind of results we get against Man U and Everton. And if we go in to Tottenham with four points on the table, we're still yeah. hovering in the top four or five teams. Mm-hmm. It's It's a hell of a game. And yeah. Tottenham, Tottenham's got it. Tottenham come out, come out and play. Um, you know, you just never know. But look, I'll, I'll say, I'll say four points out of those three games. I, I, I do think we'll, I do think we'll come a cropper at Tottenham. They are a bit of a bogey team for us at White Hart Lane. I think we'll get a point of you and at Everton, I think it's at Everton at home's three points. Uh, Joe, do you want to take on the same gauntlet? What do you reckon? Yeah, first thing that came to my mind was four points. I'll take a point at Old Trafford. I do think we beat Everton and 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 yeah, you know, Spurs is going to be a tough game. Um, but to mix it up a little bit, I'd like, you know, why not get seven? Why not think, do you know what? There's nothing to suggest that we won't get a result at Old Trafford. Certainly nothing to suggest that we won't get a result against Everton. And, and can we get a point at Tottenham, particularly the way the back four, um, you know, are, are playing at the moment? So... I don't know. Yeah, realistically, four. Optimistically, seven, nine will win the Premier League. Yeah. Well, Joe, spot on. I think we've turned the corner. If we get a win at Man United, Steve, many a time I've went to Man United and I thought we've got a good chance and we've been absolutely battered, three, four, one. Mm. And, and until Sunday afternoon comes and if we get a result, then I think your mindset will change. Um. But as, as regards to the season so far, it's been really, really good. Um, I knew on Sunday, I don't know if any of you saw the Sunday show on Sky, Michael Delaney was absolutely cringing. Cringing. <laughs> to give any sort of credit, lads. And I don't know the lads. Darren, I think it is more. He's a sports reporter. And I don't know about you, lads. Again, the comeback to that Eddie House should be speaking about what ownership all the time. Now, I just think, no, that means every ownership that's been taken over, why would the Liverpool ownership, you know, talked about 
Abramovich for 20 years before the Russian incident wasn't. Mm. And also, Man United had, had Saudi sponsorship for 10 years. And I never heard any mention of that, about, you know, bankrolling them for millions of pounds over 10 years before this takeover of ours. And it's such hypocrites. Everybody, I mean, politically, I sit on the fence, lads, because I could rabbit on about the politics side of it, and I do want to. I think the first year has been absolutely brilliant for uh, Amanda, me and Dad. Uh, I couldn't kind of be happier, happier, and long may it continue. Um, you know, that side of, of it, I just don't think why Eddie Howe should have to come out every week and, you know, you know, actually have to justify Saudi ownership. The, the di director's test was passed and it shouldn't have taken three months, four months. I mean, the likes of Burnley, Crystal Palace are far more shadier dealers, I think, for their clubs than ours. You know, that's how I view it on that side of it. Um, like I say, lads, uh, the penalty decision, uh, getting on to that, lads, well, I saw the Arsenal game, like Darren said, well, Liverpool should have had a penalty if that was the case, lads. It was... If poor, you know, if, if Burns was a penalty, which everybody, you know, like it, it seemed to be, um, whether you agree with it or not. And Rashford had a, a goal exactly like Wilson's at Liverpool, funny enough. And I thought it was harsh. I think Rashford should have scored, you know, uh, to make it 3 1 against Everton uh, on Sunday night there, lads. Um, but it's, it's just this handball. It seems to be so inconsistent where different rules for different occasions. It's, it's not consistent. Uh, yeah. That's where I stand on that. But uh, long may continue, lads. Keep winning. But I'm a hard, I'm a hard cookie, lads. I've got to be convinced. This is where Eddie Howe, the next three games, this is where, you know, men are men and sheep are sheep, lads. And the next three games will tell you where, well, if we're going to finish in the top seven, I run <laughs> about the top seven. I really do. I really do. One of the things that stood out for me, Alan, as well, is for once, and I know through injury, obviously, to Joe Linton and to San Maximum, but I think for me, it was game, set and match. I mean, we were going to win anyway, but looking at that bench and then all of a sudden they turn and round, you know, they're already getting battered and Joe Linton comes on and then next thing you know, San Maximum comes on, you know, Chris Wood came on, you know, it really, really felt for once like here is the benefit now of investing massively into a squad. It'd be nice to be able to bring players of that ilk on every week, you know, instead of some of the lads that we have been bringing on. So that got me a little bit excited thinking not only have we beat these with the side that he's been able to pick, now here comes Big Joe and now here comes Sam Maximum, you, you know, and that really got me excited. So uh, stick a couple of more of them in in, in, in January and I think it's looking good. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I think I think you're right, and people people saying that you're being a bit harsh in the chat. I've seen the put. I'm sure you've seen the comments. I, yeah. I think you look. Everyone's got opinions, and I think um, I can see where you're coming from. Darren mentioned it at the start, and I've mentioned it on here before. Longstaff, I think he's just struggled a little bit at times, you know. And yeah. I think the opening 20 minutes of that game on Saturday, he grew into the game, Steve. Yeah, his first couple of touches, he gave the ball away. But after that, I thought I thought he had a really good game. And I thought, you know, Willock, again, I, I mention him uh, quite often on here in dispatches. He does the dirty work. And I think Eddie Howe mentioned it in his press conference on Friday. But he said, 
you know, we're working with uh, we're working with them to try and get the the, the final part of his game, you know, which which of course is scoring goals, which he did with a plum yeah. when he came in on loan. So, you know, for us, um, we've got the right man who can do that. And and you've just got to point to Joe Linton, haven't you? Really, look yeah. at Joe Linton. Um, we, you know, you, you're you're a contributor to this show for 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 as long as we can remember. And and Joe Linton was was wasn't half the player he is since Eddie Howe came in. And we were criticising him, shrugging, yeah. shrugging, shrugging my shoulders, throwing my hands in the air. How the hell is this guy worth forty million? Look at look at him now. So there is room for improvement with some of the guys, but that's good, isn't it? The room, yeah. A bit of room for improvement. We don't want to be perfect straight away. It'll just get boring. One, one more question, Steve. Joe. Uh, I know it's a big one to ask after eight months, and it was in one of the papers today. Is Bruno the best midfield player we've ever had? No. No, not at the moment. And I said this on Friday. I want him to stay for five years before yeah. he becomes a legend. I do want him yeah. to be, you know, one year and then shoot off the Real Madrid or anything like that. A smaller club. In he could eyes. be, Alan, couldn't he? I mean, look, yeah. he could be. That's the problem. We've got As you to... say, give him five years. Give him yeah. five years at the club. And he will be a legend. And he can, and, and he could be the he yeah. could be a midfielder that wins a trophy, couldn't he, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, and you know what? He's saying all the right things. That was really interesting today, wasn't it? To say I've had a conversation with uh, Real Madrid in the summer. I was thinking, ah, you little sod, you kept that quiet. Um, but listen, he's saying all the right things. He's certainly doing all the right things. He must absolutely love it. I mean, that celebration when he when he put his second one in, he's just there, isn't he? You know, just, just listening to us all like, going nuts. I thought it was superb, but... Um, for me, you'd have to go a million miles for him to lace Robert Lee's boots. Uh, the, yeah. the, the guy oh, who shirt they have behind him. Yeah. So yeah, um, if if he goes on to be half as good as Robert Lee, um, you know, I think it'd be a wonderful, wonderful midfielder. So yeah, why not? The sky's the limit, and I think with him, start to put better players around him at the moment. He's shining out like like a sore thumb, isn't he? Yeah. Start to think about what's he going to be like when Madison's in the side with him. What's he going to be like when so and so's here and so and so's here? Then we can get really, really excited, can we? Yep. Simone so, says we've got the highest turnover rate that led to shots on goal, yeah. best defensive record in the league. If that was a bad performance, and God forbid when we actually lose a game. Um, see, you've upset well, a few people. <laughs> well, the thing is, lads, I'm hard now. I've had so many disappointments. <laughs> Coming <laughs> second is no good to me, Steve. Joe, uh, I want, I want to be number one. And the quicker we get there, the better. Um, it's just, I, I honestly think Hell's done such a marvellous job with players like Murphy, who I will drop tomorrow, but yeah, how can you? And even to my next point, I know you've got a large to come on, Steve, Joe. Yeah. Sorry for taking up so much time. Would you drop Don't Murphy? Would you, would you drop it, you know, because ESM and... Yeah. Um, you know, Joe Linton's got to come in. Would you drop them for a long staff? Joe, you, you take that one first. What do you think, Joe? Uh, I'm a big believer in you don't change a winning side. I mean, ultimately, we've, we're what? We're 9-2 up on aggregate in the last two games, aren't we? So, you know, there's nothing to suggest that we should change it. As I said earlier, that you know, to think about the bench and the impact that someone like ASM could possibly have, is he fully fit? What we don't want to do is 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 let him loose and and obviously start pulling up after twenty minutes. So I don't know. It's but again, it's what a wonderful, wonderful problem to have, isn't it? For once that we're not like you know, it, it, it our whole season doesn't pivot around whether this guy's going to put a shift in or not. Actually, yeah, if we leave Murphy in. 
Murphy scored. He played fantastically well against Fulham. I didn't think he was particularly brilliant without sounding like Alan on uh, on Saturday, but he got his goal. He was in the right place and he's doing a fantastic job. So one of the things that I think I have noticed about Eddie Howe is he likes to play it safe, doesn't he? I think hence why Dan Byrne remains in the side, albeit out of yeah. position. So um, it'll take a big call um, in terms of Sean Longstaff. You know how I feel about Joe Linton. You know, I'd have Joe Linton in goal as well if I could. Um, so I think if anyone, if anything's going to change, I think Joe Linton's going to come in for Sean Longstaff. Um, but in terms of the ASM kind of, um, you know, Murphy thing, why not leave Murphy there and bring ASM on after 60 minutes if we need him? Why not? There's one other thing, lads. Sorry, do you think Jam- Jamal Lewis has got a future at the club? Let me answer the. Let me answer your first one. I genuinely feel that we'll have to make those, you know, changes at the weekend, um, and I think he will make those changes. I think he will bring in um, at least uh, change the the, the the back four, um, you know, and, and I think it'll either be Botman or or Byrne who who makes way for for Target coming into the team. I think you'll have two two of the quick the two quickest wing backs in, and I, and and I do feel. I do feel as well that he'll, you know, he'll consider giving ESM a start. Um, I'd love to think Isaac was fitting on the bench as well, yeah, and it gives yeah. you that strength and depth. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will he change the centre midfield? I don't think he made too many changes, but Joe Linton again is, you know, he's such a colossus, and in a game like that, you need somebody to stick it on, stick it on the midfielders at the start, and he's got, to, you know, it, when it gets like this, and you've got so many great choices on the bench. It becomes the job that you're glad Eddie Howe's got it and you haven't got it. Um, it would have my head done in and I managed a Sunday league team for 20 years. I knew how bad it was keeping all of them happy. Uh, but to do it on a, on a big scale like this, it, 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 it's different gravy. But yeah, look, Murphy, he's getting better. Um, I think I think he'll go for one change. I think he'll, uh, I think he'll probably drop Burn and he'll put Target in. He'll leave yeah. Botman in with Shaw and I think he'll go with Target at the back. So one change from the winning team. Uh, the starting eleven. That's what I would say. As for Lewis, um, I said last year that I felt that how would get the best out of Lewis when, well, last season, not last year, the back end of last season. I felt that when Lewis came back, he would probably benefit from being trained by how and coached by how. I still stand by that. I still think we'll get something out of him. But time could be against him. I think Alan, because yeah. as transfer windows come and go, then the owners will be spending money and they will yeah. be looking at strengthening in different areas. And I think it could be a case with Lewis of he might just miss the bus. Um, yeah. And it's a shame for him, but ultimately that's where we're at now. We're, we're, we've got money, we'll spend it and we're, we're going to progress. So I think that's what will happen to the likes of Shelby as well. Rumours abound that Chris Wood is probably going to leave in the transfer window. Again, it's unsubstantiated, but it's paper talk. But people are saying that he may leave in January. Um, obviously, Joe's just mentioned Madison potentially coming in. It's the it's the talk of the Premier League that Madison would, would fancy a move to Newcastle, depending on where they are come January. So there's loads of ifs and buts. And, and if, if, you know, I just genuinely think that Lewis may well miss the bus. But you never know. It all depends. If God forbid we end up with a, a bit of an injury problem down that side, and he gets in and he takes his chance, that's it. You know, what do you think, Alan? Do you think he's do you think he's got a chance? I don't know, Steve. Um, in your, I think he's he's missed his chance now. I think, you know, Mancu as well. They're hardly talked about. Um, 
I, I just think, unfortunately for the lads, uh, Burn fits in, fills in. Um, I mean, you mentioned it at Fulham. We had three left backs and Burn was playing. You know, orthodox left backs, Paul Dummett. What's his future, you know, at the club? So I do I do feel as though Lewis will will be gone in the future. Um it's a shame on a lad, but uh, if you're not gonna play him now, Steve Joe, when are you gonna play him? Um so I think you know, I think he'll he'll be gone. Um so on that score, yeah, definitely I think I think he'll be away. Um, Joe, your thoughts on Lewis? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think missing the bus is is, is, is spot on. I, I guess for me, one of the things, if you're thinking about the squad and the management of the squad, if you think about players who can play down that left-hand side, so you mentioned Paul Dummett there, you mentioned Matt Ritchie there, in terms of their age and their, you know, particularly Dummett's injury record, although Lewis isn't great, of course. But I just wonder, with Lewis having youth on his side or, or being younger than those two, I wonder if we're more likely to move out Matt Ritchie and or then Paul Dummett as opposed to just moving Lewis straight out. It's not no. like we need to sell him. It's not like we're looking at the squad now thinking, right, who can we get the most money for? It doesn't matter. They can all go out on a free tomorrow and it, it will not alter the bank account in any way, shape or form. So uh, is he good enough to go in the first team? Arguably not. He's not as good as Target. He's not as good as Burn. Um He's not as good as a defender as Paul Dummett. Um, but yeah, maybe just maybe he's more use more useful to the squad, certainly than people like Matt Ritchie. So he'll stay around, he'll hardly play, we'll sign a better left back than all of them people I've just mentioned, and then he'll just flitter away and go and go and play somewhere else. Okay, great points as always, Alan. Thanks, thanks for coming lads. On, I could be here all night, lads, but thanks for having us on. Cheers. Great stuff. Okay, great, mate. To have, great to have him on. Okay, uh, James next, and then Barry. Good evening, James. Good evening. Good afternoon, whatever. Yeah, Depends good to see you. you. <laughs> Whenever you're on, mate, it's always sh- the sun is always shining. I've just got to say a happy birthday to Alan McKenzie as well, who is elsewhere celebrating his yep. birthday. So a big, big happy birthday to you, Alan. Thanks for tuning in. But yeah, James, give us your points. What do you, what do you want to say, mate? Well, with today being World Mental Health Day, I would just like to advise everybody not to uh, not to talk to Alan because um, he'll have a way of bringing you <laughs> around today. Um, <laughs> I love you, Alan. But hold on, I'm bringing him back in. Alan, did you hear that? <laughs> yes. James, no problem. No problem. <laughs> I'm a hard to satisfy, James. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, go on, Jim. But yeah, uh, it was it was a great match. I mean, two weeks in a row, I haven't had to worry. Um, not used to that. Um, I mean, sure, you could you could nitpick a lot of things, but at the end of the day, it's five one. Um, I do think that changes will be made for this weekend. Um. With with Target coming back in, and um, I don't I don't think he'll start ASM because if it is a close close match, uh, it'd be nice to have an impact player coming off the bench. Um, I think he'll ride this good form of of Murphy, and then you know. The last forty minutes, 
or 30 minutes, and you just, you know, bring ASM on and because they don't have anyone on the bench that can handle them. And hopefully McGuire will start. I don't think she, I don't see so. that happening. I hope so. But God, that'd be beautiful. But yeah, um, it, it's a good time to be a Newcastle fan. It is. And, and I, I think I've just made the point earlier on, Jimmy, that look, you know, it, and I think Alan mentioned it earlier, we, 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 he's saying he's going to judge us on the next three games. I've heard that a few times. I've heard people saying we're going to get judged on the next couple of games. We're going to get judged on this. Look, you just got to sit back and enjoy this season. You know, Be realistic. Newcastle are building. Um, we're going to come a cropper somewhere. It might be at Old Trafford on uh, Sunday. It might be against Everton at home. It could be at Tottenham's ground on the 23rd. But, you know, there's going to be a lot more plus points than negative points this season. And just remember where we were last year. You know, this time last year, we were looking at the, the, the championship again. None of us believed that we were going to get out of it. We still had Steve Bruce as manager in the dugout. Mike Ashley might have gone, um, but we were all scratching our heads thinking, well, who's going to come in? And if you remember rightly, at this period of time, people were actually criticising the new owners already because they hadn't got rid of Steve Bruce. They expected, as soon as they arrived, to, to, to basically say, right, go on, Bruce, on you go, son. But he was still there a few weeks later. So we've just got to, we've just got to enjoy it. That's the key, Jimmy, for me. We've got mm-hmm. to enjoy this. And I know Alan, Alan's... You know, Alan's a great call. I love having him on, and he's and he's and he's very honest with his opinions. And I think ultimately, um, even he's happy. Even he's happy deep down. But it's you. You can still criticise. You know what I mean? And you, you don't have to praise Eddie Howe every week. If he gets something wrong, he gets something wrong. Well, he's also had the advantage of being able to to watch up close the the crap of the Ashley regime. Yeah. So I can understand him being a little hardened. Um, but I'm all smiles. Um, and when we win this weekend, there there's so many people I could talk shit to. It's got <laughs> everyone in America is a man you fan. Everyone in my fan or my friends are man you fans. And I'm just like I've been I've been waiting for so long. This is my moment. So. Well, before I bring Barry in, I'm going to bring in a good friend of mine called Melly Barnes, who is a Man U fan. Melly, right, how are you, how son? Are you alright, mate? Very good, mate. Now, he has got a Geordie accent as well. So he's a mm. Man U fan, but from the northeast, uh, And he's also an actor who will be playing alongside me in the Sears film. He's going to be playing Michael Sears. So a big welcome to you, Melly. Thanks for coming on. And I'll keep James on as well, because this is something that James can take part in. Um... You you messaged me uh, the other day when I retweeted something on Twitter. Just tell people what what I what I retweeted and what what you said. Right. So well, basically, for as you can imagine, all my life I've had um, I'm a glory seeker. You know, I'm uh, you're from Newcastle and you support Man United. You get it all the time. And I've got kids sitting in the house who have been um, brought up as Man United fans, and they're not any different. And that was me. That was me with my parents. I was brought up with Man United and I knew no difference. And then I visited Old Trafford and I absolutely fell in love. And they are my first love. I love Newcastle because obviously they are my local team. And I want them to do well as I do all the Northeast teams. But my question to you is, and I forgot my tin hat, is can we now call some of this fan base of yours glory hunters? Because if I remember rightly, 
a few years ago, he was struggling to get people across the gates. Now he's got hundreds of thousands on the waiting list wanting to be part of this glory because no doubt about it. You know, you are the next, the new man city. You've got the money. And another point I want to quickly make is that I think you should move stadiums because I visited City last week. We'll not talk about the results, but I visited City last week and everything within a, a five-mile radius was City-related. It was like they had the training ground to the right, a brand-new stadium. They had, like, um, this conference centre. It was just absolutely fantastic. And if he's making the move that he's making with the money that he's got, then I've... With Man United, I don't want to change the stadium. We've got a lot of history there. And I'm, I, this is going to come across pretty bad, but you haven't really got a lot of history at St. James's. I think you should start again in a new stadium with all your new fans <laughs> and uh, see how it goes. Interesting. Okay. Glory Seeker. Um, have we got Glory Seekers, Joe? Have you seen any? I know he's a mate, but another Man United fan talking shite. We didn't need that on this channel. <laughs> listen, listen, yeah. listen. It is, it's, it's, it's a fair point. In defence, one of the things that I'm going to say is, um, I don't think it's, you know, they were there and then Mr Ashley happened and they weren't there and now they've come back again. So I don't know whether that's glory hunting or not. I'm not quite sure. But uh, a conversation with a Man United fan about glory hunting, I don't know where to start really. Um the points that have been made in the chat are very honest. And, I, and look, I'll go back to the entertainers right. era because I was a fan then. I was yeah. I was at the ground. And I was going, my first season as a Newcastle fan was 1984. So I remember uh, crowds of 13, 14,000 mm -hmm. in St. James's mm -hmm. Park. Okay. I remember when I was standing against Bronby and a friendly on the Gallagher. There was only 2,000 of us there. And I, I was actually featured on the local news because when Newcastle scored the equaliser in a 2 2 draw, I actually ran from the top of the, the, the corner to the bottom of the corner. And, and I, think the, I think the reporter said, and the fans went wild. So it was, I remember them days, right? Um, but come the entertainers, suddenly we had a 20,000 waiting list. Everybody wanted to be part of it. But the point that people are making in the chat is don't you have to win something before you can be a glory seeker, Melly? No, not really. You know, like if I would, it's a fair point, that Steve. But what glory is when you think you're on the route to glory, like now you're saying, like you were there, and then Mike Ashley came along and the left. We've got the um, Glazers, and people think, ah, oh, they haven't spent fortunes, they're using the revenue which we are generating. We are the biggest club in the world. They haven't mm -hmm. actually put their hand in their pocket. We hate the Glazers. We hate everything they stand for. Mm -hmm. But every week, home or away, me and thousands of us were still there. I sat through Louis Van Hal. You know, yeah. like, who used to try and do a back, back pass to Owen Corner flag? That's how bad the football was. But you were there because you looked for the team. We weren't winning anything. You know, Josie Mourinho was the last person to bring anything for us. And... But regardless, for the last 10 years, we've still been gone week in, week out. And every game's an away game for, well, for me, you know, like and quite a lot of Man United fans, I know, like, we'll get chip. Um, but that's not glory hunting for the last for the last right. 10 years, you know? All right. Um, that, the, well, other well, well. About, the, other, the other point you made is about the stadium. But go on, James, you've got something to say about the glory hunting thing. I don't know about glory hunting. We still have the same amount of fans. 
is when I started pulling for him in 97. Um, we're just happy now to poke our head out of the hole and we can see sunlight for once. <laughs> and, and I mean, I'm sorry, you know, you have the glazers, but you have, they, they heat the dead onto your club, but nobody's going out forcing you just spend that money on, on Anthony. Um, Fergie's not walking in the door. We knew, we knew for 20 years the Glazers were shit because they're the worst NFL fa- franchise that had a $300 million debt. But yet, somehow that deal gets put through. Yeah, that's and, shocking as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I, you had an investment fund that was ready. Had you taken on them, you would have been big, twice as big as, as Real Madrid right now. Um, but I see a lot more glory hunting. Man, you fans over here is like couldn't tell you the difference between a American football and a European football. But yeah, they are mar- marching their kids out to soccer every week with their Ronaldo jersey, and it's like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, go 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 back. You know, go eat your fucking keto food and the rest of these damn hippies down here and no i think alan's got you off to a bad start tonight james yeah you're very vocal, you're yeah. very vocal tonight about this and this you and know melly's wound you up but get, we'll talk about the stadium james and then i'll come to uh, joe about at the stadium and uh, melly says melly says we've got no history at the ground and we should just go and get oh. a new one and do what man city did is he right it's funny because my first time at St. James's was 2002, and we're staying at the Copthorne Hotel, which happened to be the same hotel that Man United was staying in. And so we uh, paid off some kids to stop all the players coming out of the restaurant so we could get our pictures. And Rio Ferdinand looked at my, my roommate at the time. He said, yeah, it's his birthday we brought him up here, you know, see his first match. And Rio said, well, happy birthday. I'm sorry you had to come to this shithole and we're going to kick their ass. And I'm like, okay, fuck off. And that's what started my massive hatred of <laughs> Man United. But they did kick our ass. Uh, I think they put seven so he wasn't passes. lying. He wasn't but, lying. Yeah, he, he wasn't lying. But, uh, but yeah, but yeah, there's going to come a need for a new stadium. And hopefully they can find some land around St. James put it because it'd be a shame to move it from that area. Yeah, it would be. Joe, what's your take on the stadium? Yeah, well, we need one, don't we? We need one. Um, we've said that. Do I want one? No, absolutely not. Um, will we lose some it? You know, look at West Ham, look at Tottenham, look at Arsenal, look at Manchester United. Um Anfield, you know, in terms of atmospheres and stuff, I think it does get affected the more the, the, the bigger you build your stadium. I think in terms of history, um, I think in my lifetime, I've seen Gaza get his nuts grabbed. I've seen Kevin Keegan take off in a helicopter. We've seen Andy Cole score a 40th goal of the season. We've seen Tino Asprey score a hat-trick um, against arguably the best team in, in Europe at the time. You and saw Michael Owen take off in a helicopter. Yeah, I've seen Michael. I saw Michael. We saw Philip Albert's chip over Michael in the Yeah, we saw Philip Albert beat a certain goalkeeper. So, listen, 
again, have we won trophies there? Have we been, you know, gifted with league titles and that? Absolutely not. You know, Melly's dead right. No, of course we haven't. Uh, but it's our home and we love it. So I don't want to move. I think we need to. But, you know, if there's a way of doing something to it that makes us stay where we are, that's what we need to do. And then we can have all the glory supporters in. Well, but you see, he's a... He's got to aim a lot higher now because you are going to be on the same level. As, I mean, you're, you're richer than every single other club put together, just about. You're you, going to be winning titles. You're going to be winning Champions League. You're going to have people coming across the country. And you want, honestly, this... I hate City, but it absolutely blew me away last week when I went down afterwards. They've got it all. You know, there were many in Manchester now thinking, I'm going to get me black and white shirt. I'm going to travel up there for all the home games. <laughs> Quick, before we, before, before we cut you off and people screenshot you and get you lynched, uh, rumours about... Rumors <laughs> That's about why Luke I was Sh debating coming on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> rumours about Luke Shaw arriving in January. What do you guys think? Melly, what do you think of Luke Shaw? Oh, I really hope not, mate. I mean, you can have Harry Maguire, but Luke Shaw no. is... He's... Um, Every time he seems to get competition, he ups his game and happened with Brandon Williams and he came on, he had the best season of his life and it's happening now with um, Malassia. He, 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 last night, you know, it, it's hard to judge when it, when you're live. I'm sure you'll agree when you're watching a game live and I haven't had a chance to watch it back because I've, I've literally been on a weekend bender down in Liverpool and I'm rough. So I'm going to watch it back tonight but the, he played, I, I would hate Luke Short to leave Manchester United. He, he's a fantastic player. And he brings so much to the team. Great stuff. Well, Melly, thanks for being a good sport. Thanks for coming on. And I think what we'll do is we'll get you back on next week uh, on Monday if your hangover's uh, subsided. Uh, get you on and have a quick chat about it. Depends what happens on Sunday, Steve. Well, yeah, I think you should come on either way. Give us a prediction. Yeah. No, no, I'm on about the hangover. Yeah, that's what I mean. Give us a prediction for the game on Sunday then. Well, unfortunately for you, had Everton beat me yesterday... Yeah, I thought I think you might have come away with a result, but because we won, and then we've got Sheriff on Thursday, which we should win comfortably. They're gonna be Ghanaian all steam ahead. So unfortunately, I think it's gonna be another four-one thrashing. Even though you're feeling well. Four-one thrashing. We heard it here first. I'm gonna get John Justice Allen to clip that. So we've got it. And uh, we will see you next Monday, mate. Good luck. Take and, care, uh, lads. Nice to see you here, mate. Take care, see you later. bye bye. Great to have Millie oh on. Um, James, quick prediction from you before I bring Barry in for the uh, the Manchester United game. 3 1. Um, Newcastle. 3 1 to and, Newcastle. Yes. And for all men, you Manchester United fans out there, be sure to have two jerseys handy one to wear, one to wipe your asses after <laughs> the game because that's what it's going to be. <laughs> Brilliant, James. You've given us a lot of sound bites there. I'm sure we could probably make a, a series of them. Uh, as a t-shirt there. Yeah, as a t-shirt there. James, great to have you on, mate. Uh, enjoy the sunshine as always, mate, and we'll speak to you soon, brother. Take care. See okay. you, Jimmy. Great to have James on. He certainly uh, is a character. Uh, big welcome to Barry Hogan, and, and welcome back, Barry. How are you? Hello, guys. It's nice to see you. Hello, buddy. Thank you, mate. Good to see you. Um, give us you've got the last 15 minutes, mate, all to yourself. So give oh, us uh, give us give us your points, mate. Let us know what you want to say. I had four twists, Steve. And I have to say, my twists don't involve the team, the current performance, or anything else. They're just four twists about Newcastle-related stuff that 
I thought I'll do some research before I come on and find out what's happening in the world of Newcastle United. So the first one, um, I was hoping like mad nobody mentioned these before I got on because it's going to be boring as hell if somebody's already told through them. So there's, always other, gonna... there's always other opinions and your opinion is different to the next man's. So go on. Wait. Henry, Henry Savier. You remember the French guy that mm-hmm. we had basically shopping? They were working out in one of the local papers saying how much he cost us per game. It was something like £6 million a game or something or so much but he's he's come out today and he said um you hear it in mike ashley he basically wasn't happy that the club didn't take any notice of um his performances was when he was playing internationally he says he came back from the international tournaments that he was at and got told that they hadn't even bothered taking any notice what the score was let alone what his performance was but the bit that really got me steve i don't know about you too was that he he reckons for the last two years of his time at newcastle he was trying desperately to force a move away from the club now, I don't know about you guys, but I don't seem to remember any any opportunities when Henry Savvy actually tried to get out of the club. I seem to remember him doing a Steve Bruce where he was hanging on and hanging on to get his wages for as long as he possibly could. So that's that's my first one. The second one, you've just you've just snuck it, the Luke Shaw story. Steve, will you please, please have a word with uh, Liam Kennedy and tell me Castlewell to sod off because they seem to be the only ones who spreading this bloody Luke Shaw story round. The guy's shite. He's, he's got an attitude a mile high. He's he's a Man U player, so he's going to have that attitude. And he's no better than Target. Target's a better player. I love Dan Byrne a bit when he plays at left back. I think he's he's just... Dan Byrne is a tremendous centre-half. I think we've got that real problem now where you've got Shaw, you've got Byrne, you've got Botman. I think Botman's ahead of the other two, but I think he still needs time to settle. Byrne, I think... It's Bernard Shaw. I wish you could have the three of them in, but I don't want to see them go back to three centre-halves. So it's it's going to be really hard. But I think Target will be in, like you guys said before, for the Man U game, dead easy. The other one, <laughs> another another ex-Newcastle, uh, Graham Sourness, as a lot of people call him, uh, twisting his gob off again today. So he's, he's two comments that basically stuck in me gob. First one, he said, um, I think Newcastle fans are getting a bit delusional about how good Bruno actually is. I think he's a good player, but I don't think he's world-class. Now, yeah, world-class might be a bit of a heading, but Bruno is way above anybody else in our team. I think he's he's the star player. Yeah. I think I made the mistake getting this shirt, and I, I followed Steve's advice and got Trippier on the back when I should have waited to got bloody Bruno on because he's turned into a better player. But I do love Trippier's attitude. Second one was soon as his comments, oh, there's no way they'll make it into the top six, lads. They're not good enough. Now, for me, Graham Stoners, firstly, to recognise a world-class player, you need to be up there or thereabouts himself. And two, to know, to be honest, even when he was Newcastle manager, he didn't understand what we were doing anyway. So how can he comment on how we're playing now and the fact we're not going to miss out on the top six? It's just, he talks, he's another one. It's Ag Bonilar. I just wish the guy would just shut up and talk about Aston Villa. He's just, I did love the comments by Jeff. Um, did you see the comments by Jeff Sterling? Yeah, they were very, very good. Like, shut him down completely. This guy's a complete nugget. He just, he doesn't have. I mean, I, I loved the bit where he turned around and said, "Well, you know, if you'd ever scored against your castle mate, you might have a right to actually say something about him." <laughs> so that's is it. Is that me third, me fourth one? And this is personally at the tune tips there. As much as I'm in awe of being on with them because I've never been on the show with them before. I'm cheesed off to hell that he's actually gone one point above us in the Super 6 after an immaculate weekend. I'm not happy in the slightest because 
I wish I'd put money on his prediction for Newcastle to be 5-1, but stupid me stuck with the 3-1 that everybody else had. And it's just it's it's just been a bad week. It really has. It's just <laughs> or a bad day, if you like, watching the game at the at the weekend. Um I was gutted straight away because you weren't doing match day live because I, I thoroughly enjoy watching that. I enjoyed the, the match day live, so I'm over the moon with Steve you're doing it the weekend. Because just the, the atmosphere is tremendous. I mean, I've said this to you before during lockdown, it was an absolute godsend. Um, and I understand you guys go at the match, but it's just being it's it's as close as I can get to being with the lads on a match day. I don't have a season ticket. I can't see for the foreseeable getting one. So this is the next best thing for me being with you guys. Oh, thanks, man. And I know other people have done it, and but I know it's not the same because it's different. Different people watch different channels. Some people watch more than one, but and and I know other people followed in our footsteps and did it. I mean, I don't think we were the first. I think probably Gallagher shots were one of the first to do a match day live. We followed it. We followed in their footsteps. But yeah, it's different people. Different people doing it. It was great to have George on at the weekend. Oh. And George didn't have a feed, so George was buzzing off watching us, um, which <laughs> which I found strange. But he he, he messages straight after and said, Steve. I really enjoyed that you know it was just great to be part of something different you know so yeah listen i appreciate that but you made a lot of points there so joel have you been scribbling down your answers no um i've I've been waiting for a hell of a long time to speak to you but to put me in the same bracket (laughs) as as sive mclaren and soundness um uh listen yeah henry sive start the beginning henry sive um high hopes for that lad if you remember he was supposed to be a reasonable footballer apparently on decent wages and all the rest of it but yet again that was on championship manager though yeah well yeah 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 fifa but is is the summit about is the summit about look at the time the football club did not know one end of its ass from the other end of its elbow and i think that was that was blatantly obvious so um would steve mclaren have known if he'd have had bruno in there never mind Sive? would he have known if he had lionel messi up front and not hosselu or whatever it was i don't know you know all of that's all of that's by the by now immaterial um am i surprised that modern day footballers will sit on the bench uh be happy to take astronomical money and and not really care no, I think it happens up and down every football club all over the world every single day. Um, so, yeah, uh, he was a big earner. He needed to go. We never saw anything for our money that we spent uh, that we spent on him. So good riddance on that one. In terms of Graham Sounis, he's always got plums in his mouth. He, we didn't take to him. He didn't like the place. We didn't like him. Um, I'm led to believe he didn't want Michael Owen. He was told to take him. Um you know, if you remember, he had footballers fighting on the pitch um, and the football was crap. So Saunas can take his opinion and shove it. Um, and in terms of the Super Six, unlucky loser. <laughs> uh, David Cook says, uh, Saunas is nasty and bitter. And I've got to be honest, David, yeah. I agree. He is yeah. he is very nasty and bitter. Um, and, and, and it'll never change. And, and there's various some, players and ex-managers some point, like that. Steve. At some point, these blokes, whether it's Miguel Delaney sat there with, with his face on, whether it's going to be Graham Saunas, whether it's going to be Hairy Hands, at some point when Newcastle United win the FA Cup or they win the Premier League or we do something, they're going to have to embrace us because that's their job to do so. Um, and I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to, to, to see Graham Saunas say, Newcastle were brilliant today. They've just beat Liverpool 7-0 and I thought they were outstanding. I, I, I love it. I'll absolutely love it. Bring it on. You'll yeah. still find something to complain about. 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. And as for Luke Shaw, a lot of people agreeing in the chat um, that he's a downgrade on target and, and, and you know, it, it's not worth it's not worth Newcastle's opportunity. And, and like you say, we're going to end up in silly season, Barry, again, where we're going to be linked with this one and that one. I mean, I was speaking to one of the lads the other day who watches a lot of the foreign, the, the foreign games. As you know, I don't watch any of the Bundesliga, any of the Italian, Spanish leagues. Yeah. It's, it, I haven't got time to do it. And, 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 and I've got to be honest, it, it doesn't... It doesn't excite us. It's, it's quite. I find it quite boring. Um, but he watched Diaby last week um, in one of the European games, and he said he wasn't very impressed. Um, but again, that's another name we've been linked with. Madison constantly linked with him. We don't mind being linked with Madison, of course. But but we're back in silly season, Barry again, and it's um, it's going to be like that for the next couple of months, I'm afraid, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. It's this. The Saudis and the owners will know who they're going for, Steve. You've said it before. It's it's they'll have the list. Eddie Howell have ticked it off and said, yeah, that's where I want. Yeah. And because there's none of that buzzing about, there's none of it being leaked to the press, they'll just link us with everybody. I mean, Joe could be playing up front, according to Newcastle World tomorrow. He could be the he could be the new super hey, if, if if Luke Shaw's waistline and getting our getting our back for one, sure mine can. Are you two are you, are you two guys playing in the charity game? I'm not playing. Um, I, John tried his best to coax me out, but I hung my boots up when I was 37, and I, you know, I, I hung them up without a bad injury. I'm not going to play in that game uh, and, and, and sustain an injury uh, for John just as Alan. However, I am going to be down there. Um, I managed to get Adam Pearson to take my place, um, and uh, I think most of the time Burns he might be having to run out as well um, in the other 10 minutes that I was supposed to be playing. Fighting That's in the middle game. of the pitch. That's if you can get. That's if you can get the night off work. Um, however, the uh, there is a lot of people going. It's going to be really good. I think it's close to sell out, and I will be there in my capacity as uh, a comp air to interview Peter Beardsley at the talk in on the night time. So if anybody wants to have a bit catch up, that's where I will be. But it should be a cracking night, and um, just want to say well done to John and and the guys at Qtech as usual. Uh, for for doing you know for doing everything that they can uh, to raise as much money for the food bank as possible. Friday night, um, you know they did uh, a great job. It was a cracking night and in a game with this game, and it's it's just it's good to be involved in something positive. And I'm not going in goal. I did that. Some monkey suit. <laughs> stop stop trying to persuade us to play. Uh, no, I, honestly, uh, me playing you football. Never... from the touchline. Yeah, yeah. It was never <laughs> it was never a pretty sight to start with. Kevin, I'm going to finish off with this. Um, because you've asked this a couple of times, and I, I you know, I keep missing it. Um, look, I don't think they'll bring in Keegan and Shearer or Supermarkets Club ambassadors at the moment, Kevin. Um, I, I think that's below Kevin and Shearer, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, Shearer's quite happy on the match of the day, Ben. Um, uh, sidelines doing a comment, commentary on Newcastle, etc. He's got a cushy little number. KK's happy retired, looking after the grandkids, and happy to be on the end of the phone for Eddie Howe, as we've heard. Uh, Supermarket. Does bits and bobs up with the club, but at the moment it doesn't look as if um, they're going to go down that route. But that doesn't mean they won't. Um, as I say, Rome wasn't built in a day. They're prioritising certain things, Kevin. Mm. Um, and you know these people are under the end of the phone. I do know these people have spoken uh, to the owners. I put them in touch with Keegan right at the start of the journey. So you know there is definitely communication there. Will they ever come into the club in any capacity? Who knows? I'm not doing VAR. Uh, some monkey shoot, no. Uh, and I, I did play Bartes in goal, David Cook, but it ended up on the cutting room floor because the guy who was playing the lead role got sacked. And I've already talked about that on here. Uh, anyway, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, Barry, 
thank you for coming on, mate. Uh, great to see you. And if you fancy jumping on Match Day Live, mate, um, I can happily send you the link. So let us know if you're, if you're free. If you're free and you want to come on and just be part of the panel, mate, you're more than welcome. Definitely, that would be great, Steve. Spot on. Great that. stuff, mate. Well, we'll 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 be starting half past one on Sunday. Drop us a message, mate, and I'll send you the link. Take care, right. Barry. No bother. See you, Barry. Take care, guys. Ta-da. Great to have everybody on. Some wonderful callers uh, tonight, as always. Thanks to Darren. Thanks to Alan. Thanks to Barry. Thanks to James. Thanks to Melly for coming on and being a good sport as well. Uh, NUFCmatters.com is where you get your tickets for the game on Friday. I think there's been a few people as well being in touch with me. John, I've pushed them your way. And uh, yeah, great show as always, Joe. Plenty of points made. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I can't believe you're not playing on Friday. Now, I mean, look, he did try to get us to play. Gonna, but honestly, but nah, I thought me and you at the back, it'd have been like Shire and Botman, wouldn't it? It'd no, have been... it definitely wouldn't have been. <laughs> Uh, looking forward to seeing you though down there, mate. And uh, don't forget to get your video over for tunetips.com. Miss you two weeks on the trot. Great see. stuff. Good, good to see you, mate. I'm going to play out with the ads. Take care. Thanks, everybody. A big thanks to our sponsors, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 2545 253. Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website, Easy contract free and pay as you go waste collection. Thanks to Darren Baldwin Funerals, based on Old Durham Road in Gateshead. Their phone number is 0191478273. You can email Darren at darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk or go to the website, darrenbaldwinfunerals.co.uk. Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists based on Nun Street. The GOHD.com is their website. And thanks again to Three Property Investments, who specialise in sourcing investment properties for their clients who are looking to invest in the Northeast. They offer a full in-house service from sourcing the deals to managing the properties for you. They've done over 100 plus deals in the past 12 months for clients all over the UK. Give them a follow on Instagram, matty.patter underscore northeast property and phil.read underscore northeast property or email phil at threeproperty.co.uk if you're interested in getting a good property deal. Thanks to the lads at Mr. Vicky's uh, Handmade in Cumbria. These are hot sources and you can find them at mrvickies.co.uk or place an order uh, by ringing 01768 210102. Thanks also to the lads at Blowhole Brewery. A fine uh, amount of ales available from their website, www.blowholebrewery.co.uk. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video technology. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle. And the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe, hit the badge in the corner and you can subscribe for free. Still do seven shows a week. Hit the thumb up to like the video and click share to share via social media. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify and the rest. And if you want to become a member, click join underneath this video or you can put your smartphone over the QR code. It will take you to the membership section of the website. Uh, if you choose to go that way, uh, then you will get a pen, a cup, a scarf and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw for a one-off payment of £25. We also give you something for free. If you want a car window sticker, email john at nufcmatters.com and he will send you one if you are a subscriber. We also help the food bank on here. Uh, NUFC fans, foodbank.co.uk is the match day bucket. If you go there, you can make a virtual donation at any time of the year. 
And don't forget, Peter Beardsley Soccer School, October half term, Monday the 24th to Friday the 28th of October. You can book now, PeterBeardsleySoccerSchool.com. Peter's also running Monday night training on the 26th of October. Again, the same website. And if you want to meet Peter Beardsley, well, you've got three chances. Newcastle Legends game, Friday, October the 14th. The Peter Beardsley talk-in is taking place after the game. Tickets for this are available from NUFCMatters.com. Adult admission is a fiver. Junior admission is £2. The talk-in is adults only, and that is a tenner. And uh, the events are all taking place at the Fox Hunters Pavilion in North Shields. We've got Peter Beardsley available, uh, tickets available for the St. Dom's Catholic Club show. Uh, you need to go straight to their website um, and uh, you just buy your tickets there. And for this one at the Irish Centre, uh, tickets are available now on nufcmatters.com. Don't forget, Supermax at the Dog and Parrot, every pre-match and every post-match, every home game. And John Gibson and John Anderson are at Pumphrey's pre-match only. If you did like our true crime stuff, it has all migrated to the true crime channel. So get yourself across there on YouTube and subscribe today.